Okay, well, welcome to another episode of HR Nightmares presented by Leith HR Group. Yes. I'm Lisa Leith, and I'm here with Amy Conway and our very special guest for this episode, Chakima Clinton Quintana. This woman is a firecracker, and if you don't uh, follow her on LinkedIn, you should go do that right now. Um, she's the VP uh, of inclusive small business at Live Oak Bank, which is a phenomenal employer in the Wilmington, North Carolina uh, community where we record this podcast. And um, they, they just do a lot of good for the community. So I want to hear from you on like what you're doing with Channel through Live Oak Bank. Um, it's a phenomenal uh, incubator and community that Chikima is leading Um in a really cool spot, too. you got a, an awesome office. Absolutely. Um, so I want to hear from you about that. But uh, just if you love HR Nightmares, would you please hit subscribe on the YouTube channel? Also, make sure that you get out there. And I don't know if you've watched all the videos on TikTok, uh, the Leith HR TikTok. Dear Jeez. Some of them. Gabby's like on all fire. over that. TikTok. Oh, my God. Uh, you guys have a TikTok? Oh, it is so funny. It is. Re it's really hilarious. I'm like, on TikTok, but I don't I don't post videos, but I need to go follow Gabby Plumet, who is yeah. our one of our people and culture consultants and our marketing extraordinaire. She's really funny. And mm. she posts these little yeah. clips that are uh, we, we got like 15,000 views and likes 15,000 likes on one of the posts. Oh, you guys are like totally like popular for, right now. Th that yeah, I mean, for some HR people on TikTok, <laughs> hey, it's pretty good. I mean, we'll when you it. get HR people on TikTok, that is good, though. Because, you know, we don't even tell them the good <laughs> stuff. You think of HR people as, like, totally stuck up and, like, oh, God. Like, when I first met you, I was like, oh, yeah, we're kindred spirits. Like, we're going to be besties. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, I felt the same way. And um, <laughs> we try to keep it fun. And, like, we talk yeah. about real stories and give realistic advice, like, uh, put a little humor in the mix. Right. Um, but the TikTok is super funny. And Gabby's at the helm of that. She's trying to get TikTok famous. So we're going to let her. Um, and I we're, love it. It's all her. So fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's hear about you. I want to talk about small businesses and some of the issues that you might be seeing today. And, um, and then once we get through that, one of the things we love, love, love is that our audience writes in with questions oh, nice. um, for HR experts and the guests to just like talk about and answer. So we'll get through at least one, maybe two. Um, of the write-ins, you'll have fun. Oh, with that's it. awesome! Yeah, yeah. There's some good ones. Always, there's a bunch of new questions. I'm like, wow. Well, thank you guys for good. having me. Yes, like, thank I'm you really for being excited. here. Um, as I told you earlier, like when you invited me, there was no question. It was like, hell yeah. Oh, I'm not supposed to say hell. It's you can right. say hell yeah. You I say, say a lot worse. Right. I was yeah. like, hell yeah, I'm going. You know. So, um, thank you again. It's really awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, happy to be here. Tell us your story. My story is a funny one, actually. So um, Lisa's heard this before, but you may not have. Um, so I am from born and raised out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, was a single parent for a little while. Got married. Ditched the first husband. Got me a second one. And uh, <laughs> He's a very nice man. <laughs> he is a very nice guy. <laughs> um, and decided to keep him. So we've been eight years Good in. Married. Yeah. I have four children. Good for him. Yeah. on one yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. Good job. Let me <laughs> Good job. stick with me. I'll get you one. Um, <laughs> oh, hey. Um, so uh, my kids, I have four grown children. Do you really? Yeah. Three wow. girls, one boy. 
Um, the oldest daughter is 30. I'm going to muck this up. And she's going to probably listen to this. Uh, we recorded this last year. <laughs> <laughs> she's 32. And the youngest is my son. He's the only boy. He's 24. And like, I literally just hung up from him before I came in here. So, wow. That's yeah. incredible. And then I have three grandchildren. So you look way good. Yeah. Most of you guys can see their faces. Like they're you need like to watch this episode on YouTube, people. Yes. <laughs> look at my face. Uh, yeah. My grandchildren are 10, 4. So Cameron is 10. Nyla is 4. She's the princess, loves everything Disney and Minnie and Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. And then Wesley Jr. just turned 3. Awesome. Yeah. So well, congratulations. My heart. Thank you. Um, love, love, love helping people. But anyway, so. Moved from Winston into Raleigh about 1999, and I stayed there up until 2019. But the great thing is, Lisa met my husband. I would always tell him, like, we're not supposed to be here in Raleigh. We're supposed to be living near the water and eating off the land and helping people. I mean, kind of like Tarzan. Sounds complicated. Like, I really wanted to see him wear one of those little skirts and run out and say, babe, I'm going fishing, and then come back with the dinner. And I was like, yeah. hi, welcome home. I'm going to cook everything for you. Didn't quite work out like that. And can I was you, thinking can more, you skin a fish? Um, <laughs> yeah, curious. a little bit. Okay. Like, I can I cut it, gut it, and take off those scales. So oh. is that the same as yeah. skinning a fish? Okay, we'll I'm go. probably yeah. saying the wrong thing. Gut a fish? I'm not sure. Yeah, it sounds gross. Let's go with Dan. Okay. Uh, skin a fish. I like that. Um, yeah, and my grandmother taught me how to wring the neck of a chicken, but I never want to do that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And take a bull gun and shoot squirrels, but yeah. I've, I've never shot them. A woman of them. many talents. <laughs> she wasn't joking when she said eat off the land. Yeah, Jane of all <laughs> trades. You guys will learn that. Um, so he would just go, uh-huh. And I was thinking more of, like, get to Florida but, you know, the universe, God brought me here to Wilmington, North Carolina. And I've since understood why he got me here. But um, I was previously worked for a bank. I have over 20 years experience in the banking industry. And I have worked for several locations and I've always kind of been in the background. I kind of like the background a little bit because I'm very supportive, but always supporting people and wanting to help. And so that's me and who I am. Um helped so much so that um, I decided that I wanted to go and be nosy and I've got this position that was offered to me in compliance with RBC Bank and so I took it and did uh, compliance for nine years. Compliance is great but it's it's kind of a nerdy job and I'm like more of a people person and like to tell jokes and stuff so um, people weren't used to seeing this great compliance officer with this personality. They were Mm -hmm. used to seeing a mean person come by and go it's in black and white right here. Here's the regulation. Do it by the book. Yeah. Have you did compliance yeah. jokes? No, but I've got <laughs> compliance nightmares. There's another <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we do a lot of testing, monitoring, and making sure that, you know, people kind of, compliance gets a bad rep sometimes. But the reality of it is, is that in compliance, we're not only protecting the bank, but we're protecting our customers as well mm-hmm. and your jobs as bank employees, your family and so forth. So, you know, when you really think about it like that, it's not that compliance officers are bad people. They're just helping you protect your assets and the people that work for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so. that makes that, you know, we do a lot of HR compliance things too. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing. It yeah. protects the company, but it also protects the employee. And That's just right. Making sure that we're upholding consistencies yes. and that we are fair. And mm-hmm. sometimes it does take 
us having to come in and say we're not doing this correctly and yeah certainly but it's yeah. important to still have that we're kind of looked at as the bad guys but I did that for nine ten years and uh, Live Oak recruited me so that's when the fun came in so you were at RBC and then you came to Live Oak mm-hmm. Live Oak stole me from RBC Bank <laughs> so um is RBC still yeah. uh, sore over it no, they're, okay. they're not sore, but um, at the time, they were losing a lot of compliance people, and, and we were a small compliance team, so you may have had nine people, and um, two of us did deposit privacy and, um, you know, some other regulations, and so I was one of those two. And so when you lose a person, yeah. that takes a lot. So you're talking about testing, monitoring, you know, all of that good stuff, and when you don't have someone who's trained in place to take that on and you lose a person, it's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's no surprise Live Oak was able to recruit you away. I mean, their campus is absolutely beautiful and it's still growing. I love my Live Oak bank account. I mean, the return on my savings (laughs) account, go check it out. I mean, the return is awesome. That's right. So um, like you, love Live Oak. I was not familiar with who they were. They're tucked away in a nice little campus off of Tiburon Drive. Um, For those of you that don't know, it's behind the Verizon building, the old Verizon building, which is now owned by Live Oak Bank, (laughs) if you saw that in the news. Um, And I started reading up on them. Oh, my gosh. I saw the video. I'm on YouTube. I was on YouTube, you guys. So I'm looking on YouTube. I see Chip and videos and everything. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I really need to get this job. So I like they stood for everything that I love helping people, volunteering. Um, they were treating their people right. The culture was phenomenal. And then the campus was just beautiful. I mean, you're talking, you can go to a meeting, but you have a gym date, a date at the gym to go work out. Yeah. Or you can leave that, that meeting, gym. go work out at the gym, come back in your sweaty clothes. God forbid you have to do too much of that with everyone else. But you can present in your gym clothes and no one's going to judge you. And so when I saw that on one of the videos, I was like, good grief. I would love to have that, right? So that's how I, you know, I was able to accept a job with Live Oak because they had the same morals and, you know, um, vision that I had. So tell us about Channel. Ooh, yeah. So working in compliance, enjoying it at Live Oak. Um, I'm taking a deep breath because this is where it gets sort of uh, sad in a sense, but the pandemic hit right? Um, COVID. No one knew about, no one knew that COVID was going to impact Wilmington in such a manner, and not only Wilmington, but all over, right? Um, And there were, um, on top of that, there were a few murders, George Floyd to be the one that probably gained the most attention. Um, Then came out the PPP funds where, you know, small business owners could get these funds. And at the time I was in compliance. And one of the things I loved best about Live Oak Bank was that it was all hands on deck. So there wasn't just one department working on getting those PPP funds out to everyone. There was an entire bank that was hands on. Mm -hmm. And so I I had the pleasure of doing that and realized that um, a lot of the small business owners in the area could not get these PPP funds. And the reason why was they had not formatted their business. It was a side hustle. And a side hustle is just what that is. Although it might have been a business to myself or my other friends who have small businesses, it um, paid the bills. 
you know, for them. And that's how they were surviving. But when you couldn't get the PPP funds and you were closed down due to the pandemic, then that put you in a position, right? Um, My prime example is like my daughter. She does hair um, and she's really good at it. She makes a six-figure income. But guess Mm -hmm. what? The pandemic shut her down Mm -hmm. like a lot of other hairdressers and barbers and so forth and salons. So, um, but if your business didn't have an LLC or, you know, the paperwork to show how much money you've made, then you suffered from that. Well, out of some of that and other things, um, a bunch of us got together and, um, and including the executives at Live Oak and we came up with, we need to, you know, help small businesses out by offering them you know, resources and how do we do this? And so this is how Channel was born. And then I got to apply for the job and I got it. And this is how uh, Chikima took over and is running Channel. Um, That's great. Yeah, a million miles an hour. So Channel, for those of you that don't know, Channel is a small business resource center dedicated to helping minority small business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs get the resources that they need. And so what we found in talking with some of our small business owners is that um, their businesses weren't formatted. So in an LLC, sole proprietorship, whatever formation mm-hmm. they needed it to be in, even some of the people who thought they might have had a nonprofit organization, they did not understand um, documentation like, I should be tracking these metrics. How much money am I making? If you ask some of them how much money were they making, um, it was all about, well, I don't know. Um, I have to go and look at my bank account. So do you have a small business bank account? And it's like, no, it's in my personal account. So that was commingling of funds. And if you don't understand what that means, then you're losing out, right? And so how can you tell me how much money you're making revenue-wise from your small business if you can't go to your small business bank account and pull a statement or tax returns? Mm -hmm. You're not following taxes. You don't have a small business account. You don't know how to approach a bank. You've got people telling small business owners, oh, yeah, the first five years, you can take a loss. You can take a loss in the first five years? That's hard to do if you're a solopreneur. Right. And not only that, don't believe the hype. If you're a successful business, you're not going to take a loss the first five years. But then what you did or you allowed someone to do was tell you to take that loss, and now you need a loan, and you're trying to go and get funding. Mm -hmm. And what are we doing as bankers? hey, well, show me your paperwork. Mm -hmm. Where are your taxes? And your taxes are showing zero. I can't give you funds. Right. I can't loan you any money. This is not a viable business. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so those are just a few of the things that we are seeing. That that is probably the biggest nightmare of them all is business not formatted, no tax paperwork has been done. You need accounting services, but you want to do it all on your own. You don't have a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently did a webinar where we're talking about metrics to track. And one of the questions came through was, Chikima, when do you hire a bookkeeper or an accountant? Two separate people, you know. And so um, at what level and how much money do you make do you hire that person? And I said, there could be an answer for that, you know. But I'm going to be honest with you. Hire someone on day one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you're one person, you can't document all the transactions, especially if you've got a boom in business or your idea took off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now you're missing transactions that a bookkeeper could help you take right. care of. When it's time to do taxes, 
that's like me trying to do taxes. I'm not a tax preparer. Mm-hmm. I'm a banker at best, yeah, you know, yeah. social butterfly most of the time, connector any day, but taxes is not my thing. So why yeah. would I do taxes in my own small business? Hire the people that you need to yeah. run your business. Or or invest in the right systems Absolutely. that can do it for you, depending on yeah, how so you take payments and all that. There's all these great intuitive yeah. systems that you can invest into. There are. That will pull that data for you and Absolutely. pull that reporting for you. But yeah. a lot of, mm-hmm. I'm sure, individuals are just trying to kind of do it on their own because yeah. they're not trying to put a lot of money into the businesses. They're trying to make some money. And that can be really hard, especially if it's kind of more that side hustle solopreneur and Absolutely. trying to pay bills at the same time. Yeah, and paying yeah. a bookkeeper can be somewhat costly. Mm-hmm. But And, like, I know for the first five years of Leith HR Group, we just used QuickBooks. But mm-hmm. now we've, we've started to use, like, a bookkeeper, like a mm-hmm. fractional bookkeeper to help just clean it up because there's a lot of – with different bank accounts in there and lots of consultants now mm-hmm. and two different kind of divisions within the company. It's just – you need that extra help. So, yeah, it's definitely like, where's your comfort level poking around the bank accounts and QuickBooks or whatever you're using? And Absolutely. if you're great at spreadsheets, if you're not good and you're like, I have no clue how much money that I'm making, that's terrible. Because yeah. what if you do want to go get a loan because you have this great idea and you feel like it's taking off, you have lots of clients, but like, you got to be able to produce like a viable PL. Right. And I'll tell you, that's, that brings me to our next, you know, piece of this is that channel you know, does a lot of things. Um, I like to tell people to think of channel as like a library. You can walk in a library, pick a book off the shelf, and there's your resource, right? Mm -hmm. And so you should think of channel as the same way. Although we're a very small team, we're powered by Live Oak Bank, and we have a lot of experts over at the bank, you know, um, from lending, accounting, marketing, the whole nine. And so that's what makes us so unique is that we are able to leverage who we have already at the bank to help us out, but then leverage great partners like Lisa with Lisa um, yeah. Leith HR and um, you know and other partners in the area like the SBDTC, the CIE, Genesis Block, you know all of those guys who have been phenomenal um, in referring our small business owners out. Even now we're using Score, but we're able to help people in three different ways. So um, if you ever visit Channel. It's coaching, community, and access to the right capital. Mm-hmm. And so the beautiful part of the coaching is that we partner with SCORE. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have ever heard of them. Um, SCORE is an organization that's been around for quite some time. In fact, they're celebrating an anniversary next week. I'm going to a breakfast, and we'll speak about five minutes with them. Um, but it's they offer um, such a unique business um, mentorship to our small business owners. They'll tell you that historically they have not mentored a lot of minority business owners, but they're there and they have this unique gift. All of these small business, all of the score, um, most of them, I shouldn't say all of them, they're getting some younger people in, but they're retired small business owners. They're they've operators. Been, they've been there. They've, they've done been that. there, done that. So they're not reinventing, reinventing the wheel. They're actually showing us how mm-hmm. it's been done. And so I like to tell our small business owners, you know, they're like, well, I don't think they understand. And I'm like, no, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Take the meat and leave the bones. Okay. Keep it moving. Let's get this done. Like, understand (laughs) that you're here to get what you need out of them. It's a free service. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's offering me anything for free, I'm taking it. Just try it. Well, it's so important to learn, like. You can accept or reject anything they say, but yeah. consider it, think about it, trust that they know right. and they have some skill set and 
there may be some things that don't apply to your business, but there's a good amount that probably does. That's right. That's right. Um, and then if you've ever been to channel, Lisa has, but um, I've heard quotes like, you'll love it if you're walking in, if your best friend has taste and you're walking into her living room. Um, channel was designed by me and LJ Design Studio, which is one of our small business owners. She does interior decorating and marketing. And so she's been phenomenal at coming in while I was able to pick out the furniture. She came in and said, what's your style like? And in 15 minutes, she was able to tell me that I'm very eclectic and your purple drapes would look really nice in my location to match my purple couches. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but I had these purple couches and this, you know, splashes of green. And she came in and did like all these great pillows and flowers. So it's, it's really very laid back, very collaborative space where you're able to go in, hang out with your um, other entrepreneurs or small business owners. Um, aspiring business owners can come in. They can listen, chat with other people, find out those, you know, tips and tricks or like, hey, I'm having a problem doing this and how did you get out of that? Um, they can also ask us for a private office because they're meeting a client and they're talking financials or something like that or maybe there's lending discussions going on. You can um, ask for that office and um, for two, three, four hours, whatever it takes. You have these popping pods in there. I like to call them like a little DJ booth. Cause yeah, like, they're nice. Yeah. They're, they're like soundproof, quiet. Not quite soundproof, but noise reducing. Yeah, noise But reducing, like I wouldn't go in there spaces. and like yell out any obscenities or anything. I, I mean, I tried that and mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. heard me, so don't do that. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's pretty cool. And so people are taking, nice like, space. virtual calls in those things. Mm. Um, we have, um, you think about uh, community, again, entrepreneurs coming into a place where they can meet. We do these wonderful roundtables. Lisa was one of our guests. Um, lasts about, what, an hour, 30 minutes yeah. at the most. Um, it's pretty cool. And yeah. you get some information that you need. You get to network. And then we close it out. Um, You're connecting people to experts in their field or mm -hmm. operating advisors. And, Absolutely. Um, and you're doing it for free. So For free. It's, guys, it's powered by Live Oak yeah, yeah. They are amazing because not, not one thing we have charged for yet. We've mm -hmm. been able to do everything on our own. And, and they're constantly asking me, Chikima, what do you need at Channel? What do you need for our small mm, businesses? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do small business owners find out about you? Like, how are you, mm. you know, how are you, how are you seeing that you, the small business owners are coming into you? Is it referral more like? So, um, we opened November 15th, 2021. Um, we're coming up on our one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. Um, initially we were going to do this big grand opening and so forth. And, um, we talked about it before, but then our marketing team kind of got swamped and so it was quietly opening and word of mouth. So mm -hmm. okay. um, very grassroots marketing. So Jamar and myself and Atiba Johnson um, just kind of blasted it on our personal Facebook pages. Well, I only had 400 plus friends <laughs> at the time, but Atiba and Jamar have thousands of friends. Yeah, so right. We're talking like 5,000, you know, mm -hmm. that they were able to blast like, hey, come check channel out. It's for you guys, you know, minority small business owners. We've got some things happening here. Mm -hmm. And um, people showed up. Yeah. Slowly but surely, uh, we currently have 263 small business owners in our database. That's huge. It is Yeah, huge. I wasn't for expecting after, yeah, only a year to be that large. Yes. Yeah, so, and again, this was mostly by 
word of mouth or someone else is coming to mm-hmm. it. They're like, oh my gosh, this is free and I didn't know I could come in here and I've been working from home. I needed to meet a client. I don't have to go to a coffee shop. I can come in here and have some peace and quiet and still rock out some work. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, kick my shoes off and climb up on your couch if I want to. Absolutely. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So it's been wonderful when it comes to yeah. our people coming in to get Live those resources. Oak, Live Oak is a huge bank that does is a great bank for small businesses across the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So you do business all across the United States and you lend to like veteran veterinarians is a big sector, right? Yeah, and yeah. we were known as the doggy bank. You were the doggy bank. Yeah. Um, all vets check Live Oak out. Um, but uh, I need a a sponsorship from Live Oak right now. (laughs) But what I would say is like, you talked a lot about PPP and like the HR group had a lot of missed revenue in Mm -hmm. 2020 because a lot of our business, um, is generated from like doing speaking, like webinars and seminars and workshops and like getting people to show up and hear us. And they say, Oh, I like what, I like what she's saying. Okay. I I could do business with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we missed a lot of revenue and I was a little bit freaking out like about the PPP loans. Like, could I get something? Can I get something? Mm -hmm. I am missing all this revenue. Um, and I will say uh, working with Live Oak was like a piece of cake and it was so crazy. Like how the customer service, I mean, you get a response back from like a VP that was just kind of like on the clock, like helping out at one in the morning Mm -hmm. with PPP loans. Like I'm telling you, like the customer service was incredible. So, um, listen, when I tell you we would go to sleep at like 1 a.m., but pop back up at 3 a.m. because we were like, no, we got to get this done. Um, There were many of us who may have not even slept. I mean, we were so intentional about answering emails Mm -hmm. Um, from the compliance standpoint. We were verifying documents for everyone. Um, couldn't find someone in the system, and we would just, again, get back up at 3 a.m. You might have laid down for one hour, and it was okay. But you took a lot of stress off the small business owners yeah. who really didn't understand what the process was. But at was. the end of the day, that's what mattered to us. It yeah. was the small yeah. business owners. I mean, again, Live Oak Bank is the number one SBA lender by volume. Okay, crazy. By volume. Um, and we care about our small businesses. So much so, like, if you ever got a loan with Live Oak Bank, you know, once you get that loan, your loan closes, but it goes into what we call our business analyst group, the bag. So they're going to check in with you quarterly just to make sure everything is okay. I love that. It's great customer service. Yeah. Who wouldn't want someone to check in and go, how's business going? Your revenues look good. Or they can see a trend where something is looks like it's going to go left, and they'll give you a heads up. Hey, it looks like something is declining here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this and see what we can do to help you out. It's very cool. Yeah. So your focus at channel is on minority and women owned small business. And veteran. Yeah. Small and veteran. Owned, okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah. What about, what if you don't live in Wilmington, North Carolina? Can they still, can small businesses still they, participate? They can still reach out to me. Um, we're, so in 2023, we will, you know, transition to give some virtual events because we've been hearing people that wanted to do that. Our initial focus was strictly our own backyard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, seriously, it's you don't go and right yeah. and start a... A lot a, of small business here. Right. It's a good area to yeah. focus on and launch it with. Yeah. yeah. You don't start an a, a initiative and you go and help someone else way out there. You start right. in your own backyard. Cut your grass first and then help your neighbors, yeah. right? Um, I would love to see a channel everywhere. Um, channels are necessary for any city. I mean, there's small businesses everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But we do plan on offering some virtual stuff. Um, did a financial literacy class here recently, and that was pretty dope. 
Um, so I, I'm really big on financial literacy, really big on financial literacy. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because if you understand your own personal finances, then yeah. you can manage your business finances. And then, of course, you're going to hire that bookkeeper, right? Um, and your accountant. But some people aren't familiar or understand that. I was one of those people who grew up and my family didn't talk about financial right. literacy, right? So we have to, you know, really take it a step back sometimes. But for channel, for channel, our main concern always when we bring in a small business owner is to build a relationship first. Mm. So when I sit down with you, it's not about, hey, what are your revenues? What do you do? What do you, you know? It's not about the metrics. A lot of coaches, yeah. they want to know, what's your exit plan? It's like, whoa, I just started this business. Right. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Or how much money do you want to make? Like, yeah. it's not about that, first of all. I just want yeah. to see if I can get make to know some money you. doing this thing I like to do. I just want to get to know you first. Yeah. I, I just, how many kids do you have? Yeah. Like, you know, what do you do? You love to eat. You're hanging out. Like, I want you to be comfortable and know that I truly have your best interests at heart because so many minority minorities have been um, afraid of banks or we have been discriminated against mm -hmm. or, you know, we've been told no so many times. We have no idea what the no was. Right. Why? And there's a lack of trust there. Yeah. And how can, how can we move forward? So with Channel, if we're telling you, we don't like to say no. If we're telling you, like, we can't get you a loan right now, it's not yet. Let me put you on the right path and mm -hmm. teach you how you can get a loan. Yeah, here's how we get you to that place, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm not going to take you from A to, you know, Z. I'm going to give you the steps to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the path. So um, that's been our biggest thing. But, I and love I think that. that's why we've made such a great impact here in Wilmington. It was building the relationship first. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Do you have plans, like, when you envision it, an entrepreneur that might walk in today and really need some basic help and fundamentals and coaching, like, what do you see as your goal of kind of helping them get to that place where they can self-manage then? And yeah. is there a timeline that you kind of think that – those solopreneurs will use and entrepreneurs will really utilize you for, and then they'll kind of like fly on their own. Yeah. So there has been timelines, you know, with other organizations that are here in Wilmington, right? Um, you could go through an eight-week class or you could go through this. And we didn't start out with that first. So, again, building the relationship mm -hmm. was very important to us. Um, now we are starting to put in some additional things like, you have, um, I think in my database, I have 62 aspiring entrepreneurs. So of that 62, how do I get you from point A to point B to mm -hmm. C? So we work with them. Not only do we make contact with them every month, we find out like, hey, you need to come in. We need to talk to you. I haven't seen you in two weeks or I did see you yesterday. You did a good job. How did that, you know, business plan go? We did a business plan workshop, mm. and it was all about bringing those small business owners in, sitting them down, and the advertisement was, come in, we're going to do a business plan workshop, and you will leave with a working business plan. Cool. Yeah. So, and the whole point of that was, let me get you thinking about what's in this business plan. Because, I mean, business plans are scary. Some people see 15-page business plans, and they're like, oh, my gosh, where do I start? Right. Well, I walked you through every step. And then what you couldn't answer, I told them to put a question mark by it. And if you put a question mark by it, that was your homework. You need to go home and research that. You need to think about that. And I followed up with them in two weeks. So, of course, some of them have ditched me. I know who you are. I'm watching you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they've ditched us yeah, because it is up to them, right? Yeah, you have to do the work. It is. Oh, you yeah. have to do the work. Like I'm going to help you, but right. I'm not going to. You're do there to the guide and support, yes. but they've got to be the executors yeah, of the plan. Know, they probably messed up when they gave little mother hen this initiative <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, but being an entrepreneur and starting a business from nothing does take a bit of moxie. So like, yeah, there's never a timeline. I, I think it's yeah. based on the small business owner, though. To mm-hmm. answer your yeah. question, yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like, there's, it's. It's not a race, right? Um, right. You know, I want you to really take your time and understand where you are. And if it, you know, entrepreneurship is not for the weak. No. Right. It's really not. You know, yeah. there's a lot of bumps and bruises that you're going to go through. So. Yeah. So ultimately you envision say, being able to provide that support for as long as they need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's I ongoing. People, channel is not a check the box and we're out of here. Right. This is an ongoing initiative. So um, this do is. Do you guys one. have your own website? We do not have our own website. We do have a Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, so you can find us on uh, Channel Powered by Live Oak Bank. Channel Powered by Live Oak Bank. Yes, Channel Powered by Live Oak Bank on Facebook. We put a lot of our invites out there. You can follow us. Go follow us. Go follow us. Mm-hmm. You can come by and check us out. Uh, Channel is in downtown Wilmington, 106 Market Street, Suite 200. So you got to come through this little door, walk up the stairs, and um, boom. It's on top of Seabird. Yeah. Yeah, it's on top of Seabird oh. Restaurant. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you can go downstairs and have lunch at Seabird after that. Or dinner, (laughs) depends on what time you come. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Yeah. Um, Jamar is usually there first thing in the morning, so we make coffee. It's like coming into a really nice coffee shop. And if you catch me there, I'm probably playing some records every now and again. A little Bob Marley, Sade, you know, a few things. You Sade, can always, whoa, take yeah, it back. You can always okay. <laughs> bring me a record if you want, too. We'll put it in our little stash yeah, take it back. Yeah. We put it in a real crate. So we take requests. Yeah, yeah. I made a mental note. I have definitely got to send you my favorite book of all time. Yes is the answer. What is the question? Ah, um, it is like my life motto. Um, but it's it gets back to something that you said. We don't like to say no. Mm-hmm. And so many HR people are just like the you talked about the compliance people being like yeah. fun police. Well, everyone thinks HR people are the fun police. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> but like we really try to enable the business versus right. like tell people no, because I enjoy saying no. No, I enjoy saying yes. Right. Like seeing right. the business grow and do better. Um, and Absolutely. that's why we've been successful as HR consultants um, and, and in big business, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, but this is a book. Uh, it's based on this guy, um, Cameron Mitchell. Who, mm-hmm. Do you ever hear of him? Mm-hmm. He had like the conglomeration of restaurants that got, he sold one off to like yeah. Bruce Chris or something for like 60 billion. It was like the most a restaurant uh, ever sold to. Yeah, another. I think it's Columbus, Ohio, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Been, uh, based out of Columbus, yeah. Ohio. But anyway, yeah. he trained his folks. It was all about training your folks to have a culture of hospitality. Yes. Because if the people have a culture of, if the employees have a culture of hospitality, then it will breed into like, Happy employees breed happy customers, right. right? And they keep coming back. Anyway, he he had he was like one of the most successful restaurateurs of all time. They're good restaurants. I've been. They're to great them. restaurants, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it was all based on yes is the answer. What is the question? What's his motto in life as a business owner and training his employees? Yeah, um, just figuring out ways to you know help people and right. support people. And I'm really big on that. Um, I think one of the the great things about Live Oak Bank is that they are so phenomenal and they've always, um, I know I'm pitching Live Oak here guys, but sorry, not sorry. Um, If you drive on our campus over the parking deck, it says treat every customer like they're the only customer. Mm -hmm. And it's true, Mm -hmm. but it's not just that, how we treat our customers. It's the same thing for the employees. Your internal 
employees and colleagues are customers too. Yeah. And so I love that because I think of that all the time. And I think that's why we have such a great team when it comes to Live Oak Bank and, and the things that we're doing out in the community. We treat people the way we really want to be treated, you know, with respect and kindness and love. Mm-hmm. And when you can, you know, really find uh, an employer like that, and they have great HR representatives such as you ladies, then, you know, go for it. By the way, Live Oak will be hiring 200 other people. Uh-oh. Well, if they need a little extra horsepower, yeah. let them know. Elite HR Group yeah. does recruiting. Yeah. So. Yeah, but so. it's got, it is true. I mean, I worked for a company for a long time. I worked for Nordstrom yeah. for 18 years. Love and Nordstrom. one of our goals was to be as renowned for our employee experience as we were mm-hmm. for our customer That's experience. Right. And, and that took some effort and it took a lot. But we're like, we can't expect our employees right. to go out there and deliver, yeah. but we ask them to deliver our customer if yeah. they're not having a great experience. So it kind of started with wow. them yeah. in order to deliver what we needed them That's to, right. you to grow the business. Well, you yeah. see that. Um, even on yeah. your roundtable, it's like, treat your employees right. You know, if you, you treat them right, they're going to do everything in their power to be successful and treat your customers right and your clients. Yeah. 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 All of that. Well, it must have worked because it's hard to keep anybody for 18 years and you stayed there for 18 years and grew yeah. in your career and had a really great career and have nothing years. but wow. wonderful yeah. things to say about them even after leaving, right? child when I started. Yeah. yeah. You're Sweet like little five. baby Amy. <laughs> I was five. five. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um, well, great. So kind of to summarize what you're saying about just like some, some HR nightmares that you try to help your folks avoid these small businesses through channel powered by Live Oak Bank is like, financial literacy, um, how to get your paperwork in order so that you can go get capital if yes. you want to get a loan, um, figuring out, like, do you want to be an LLC or an S-Corp, and you yep. can help them file the paperwork and point them in the right direction, mm-hmm. making sure they have a community um, of other entrepreneurs that they can rely on and use yeah. the sounding boards, and um, they can find mentorship and, and also community with you and Jamar and the staff at Channel, but also through other organizations yeah. uh, around the community, like a SCORE, CIE, SPTDC. So that's all awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. Really and we do try to help you find the right access to capital. So, you know, a lot of people, small yeah. businesses will think like, hey, I need this million dollar loan. You're not in the million dollar way, you know, to get a million dollar loan because your paperwork isn't in order. Right. That's not where your revenues are. However, what um, we do offer is some, you know, options for you. You Mm -hmm. know, so we don't you don't necessarily have to get a loan with Live Oak Bank. That's not what we're here for. We're not promoting go get a loan with Live Oak. It's all about giving you options. So you can go to any bank. We want to make sure that your paperwork and your documentation is in order so that you can get a loan regardless of where you go. But I do have some options for banks for you guys and funding. <laughs> so make sure yeah. you come see I mean, me at Channel. Live Oak is super easy to work with. Absolutely. It, it's, hard to, it's hard to beat Live Oak Bank if you're a small business. That's right. Um, all right, let's get to the write-in. You want to? Want yeah, to do a sure. write-in? All right, yeah. all right, this first one is, is a good one, okay. um, especially having you here as a guest. So um, this person said they're writing in from the east coast whatever I love wherever that. that is that's, that's um, where we are <laughs> hey <laughs> um, i'm currently interviewing for a few different jobs all interviews have been in person which is great i am someone who loves to get somewhere a little bit early and i arrived at my last interview 20 minutes early um, i was worried about traffic i had the pre-interview nerves i waited in my car for five minutes before going in it's still blazing hot where i live and frankly my car ac was not keeping up so i headed in 
I love this. It's like a story. <laughs> yeah. Right. All narrative. I'm already laughing a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit, though. <laughs> this I love person. it. Okay. Uh, I headed in, and I was greeted very poorly, and it seemed like the staff was annoyed and judging me about how early I was. It was all I could think about. I would love some advice on this, mm. as I know you never want to be late, but is there a minimum? Is 15 minutes too early? I never would have thought so. Um, plus, what if you have pre-interview nerves and want to get there a little early? Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on when's too early to show up for an interview. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I will say I'm like that person. I'm like, it's a 10-minute window. So no, do I think 15 minutes is excessively early and she should have been treated poorly because of it? No. I think it probably says a lot about who she was interviewing with. Right. And oh. she should think through the company that she was interviewed with. Um, yeah, culture of hospitality. But I do think it's like a, I like a 10 minute kind of thing. And I think because, you know, we're on the other side so often and it's like, oh, I don't want to make someone wait for 15 minutes, but I'm not ready either. And I think like 10 minutes, it's the same as like when you're going to a wedding or mm. somebody's house for a party. Like you don't want to show up too early. Right. <laughs> so I, I like a good like 10 minute window. I try to like not go in anywhere until it's 10 minutes before, but that's just me personally. I don't think 15 minutes is excessive, though. <laughs> no. I don't think 15 minutes is excessive. Yeah. I, I don't think 20 minutes. In fact, I'm going 30 minutes early. I need to sit in your lobby so you can look at me, observe me, judge me, whatever you want to do, see how pretty I am, whatever the case may be <laughs> that I came with my briefcase, my pen. I'm taking notes on your staff as they're walking by. I'm saying, hi, how are you? I'm waving. I'm doing a whole lot. So... I don't think you're so. getting there 30 minutes early. Not really. I'm getting okay. there about 20 minutes early. And, and I'll tell you the reason why. One, I want to take five minutes to go in the bathroom. Yeah. I need to calm my nerves. Yeah. I think that's kind of yeah. what this write in kind of yeah. said too. Deep breathing. Mm -hmm. I need to use the bathroom. I need to smell my armpits, make sure they're <laughs> not funky. I need to spray some perfume. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping it real here, you know? Yeah. You make, sure make sure the lipstick's not on your teeth. Right. Which I have that happen all the time. And Jamar's like, you got lipstick on your teeth. I'm like, dang, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Now I'm used to it. I'm like, thanks, Jamar. I appreciate you. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the right. Music, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, take advantage I think of it. I that's pretty common, like yeah. applicants to show up fairly early. I mean, I've interviewed thousands of people and mm -hmm. we were always very good about like, go, but we had this beautiful foyer where we weren't like sitting there. You weren't sitting right. there looking and staring at, at the it. Person. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes it a little hard. So it does depend on the office environment because also as the interviewer, yes. I don't want someone to sit there and wait for 30 minutes. Right. So it's like, okay, there's a balance there I wonder if too. this person was like in a glass office and had to look at the interviewee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I mean, I have, but I, but I think it's appropriate as long as there's great people and we're going out there and we're saying, yeah. well, okay, your appointment's at one o'clock. I hope, you know, we'll come back out to get you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the restroom. Yeah, Take by the time. way, there's the restroom. Take, Take a minute, water. you know, decompress and we'll be out at one o'clock right. when yeah. your interview is scheduled, yeah. you know? And so I think... It doesn't, ex you know, being early or being proud, whatever state this applicant was in mm. doesn't excuse, you know, yeah. her showing up to a place of employment and them not Treating greeting her, her with open arms, welcome, have yes. a seat, there's a restroom if you need to use it, yeah. you're interviewing with so-and-so, they'll be out to greet you in a few it's minutes. It's so simple, it takes less than 60 yes. seconds to be fine. So That's I think right. it's just one of those things that that experience 
needs to be really considered on the interviewee side and the Mm -hmm. interviewer side, right? It's a two-way street, that interview process. And I think companies take that for granted too much. They think that they have all the choices in the world and that they can just be running 10 minutes late and go out there and get that applicant Mm. whenever they're there. It was my pet peeve. I used to lecture managers on it all the time. Um, But that's just not true. And I think if you're interviewing and you're out there – you know, searching for jobs, you really have to take a holistic view of that whole experience, That's not right. just what happened between you and the interviewer and the questions that were answered yeah. in the conversation, but it's about the whole environment and I what's hope happening you didn't in take between. The job. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, I think they seriously. weren't very respectful. That's not very nice. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. kindness goes a long way. And I'm I'm very big on customer service. I mean, you guys know that. Well, when you come to channel, you'll know that too. Yeah. But, um, even when I have someone come in to see me and I have someone in my office, I walk out, hey, welcome to channel. Can I get mm-hmm. you something to drink? I'll be right with you. Right. And it's like, okay. And I go and finish up what I'm doing and mm-hmm. so forth. I mean, this is an everyday thing. So I, I think people need to be a little nicer when it comes yeah. to that. Well, I always say too, like, and I just did a, like a webinar on just recruiting in general, but the candidate experience to your point, Amy, is really important. And just respecting the fact that this person probably took time away from their current job to come and meet mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and so like, don't just treat them like it's their privilege to meet you as the interviewer. You should be treating it like it's your privilege to also meet them and thank them for taking time away from mm-hmm. work yeah. and or having to put their kid up at Giggles or, like, drop in daycare because, like... Giggles is a daycare. Yeah. It's a wonderful daycare. It always smells like know. bleach. I love it. I didn't know that, but I kind of like the name. Giggles. Giggles. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just makes you smile. Oh, it's promo. the best. Yeah. A little promo for Giggles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just being respectful and thanking people for their time is, yeah. is really, really important. And I think a lot of times, like, we just forget to do that. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hope you didn't take the job. There's plenty of jobs out there. Um, and if you need help getting connected with great employers, we know people up and down the East Coast. We know people. Yeah. <laughs> and Live Oak is always hiring, and they're hiring 200 people yeah. right now. So. And they have some uh, remote positions available. You can check that out at www.liveoakbank.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom, click on careers. <laughs> Absolutely. So how can people get in touch with you? So you can get in touch with me by simply emailing me, and I'll spell that out for you, and calling. Sometimes calling is the best. So 919-520-5361. Yes, it's a 919, not 910. So 919-520-5361. Or you can email me, and my email address is, okay, write this down, Chakima, C-H-A-K-E, M-A, I'll spell that one more time, C-H-A-K-E-M-A dot Clinton, C-L-I-N-T-O-N hyphen Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-A. We'll put it in the show notes. Live out. <laughs> I just wonder if your name gets misspelled as often as my name gets misspelled. Like whose name gets misspelled more often? I'm not sure. Yeah, but Chakima <laughs> dot Clinton hyphen Quintana at liveoak.bank, not com, dot bank. But yeah, oh. it's a very... Oh, like, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll make sure we add that yeah. into yes. all of our channels so people can reach out to you because... Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a great... If you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, if you're yep. thinking about it, if you're current, you're in business, you need help, you need to go use this resource. You need to come resource. talk to me and yeah. my team. Yeah, it's absolutely. Free it's yeah. free resources. I mean, I'm going to tell you where to go get the good stuff. So come see me. 
All the meat, leave the bones. All take the, the meat, meat take leave the, the bones. Take leave the bones. <laughs> I don't know that it's too many people are eating those bones. Yeah, okay. that's your next episode. There you go. For the title of the episode. Yeah. You want to do the outtake here? Yeah, make sure to follow us on all channels. We are on Instagram, LeithHR. We can be found on YouTube. So make sure to head on over HR Nightmares. Hit that bell so you get notified as new episodes air. And you can find the podcast anywhere where you get your podcast. And then connect with us all on LinkedIn. We love to, you know, we're going to connect you with jobs or employers in the area. If you've got, if you're an HR professional, we'd love to talk to you. Um, So you can find us all three on LinkedIn. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Bye, guys.